Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Menares. I believe that we all need a space to speak our authentic truth, as well as a space to hear the truths of real and vulnerable people so that we can better understand that we are not alone. Hearing the experiences of others encourages us to step into the light in our own lives. It is through owning our stories and learning to speak our truth that we are able to grow and rise above the challenges we face and step into the full power of all we were created to be. You will hear many topics discussed in this space with people from all over the world. We hope that you feel welcomed into a community of growth and that this space will invite you to uncover the absolute greatness that is already inside of you. Oh, and don't forget, check out all the We Podcast episodes as well as the We Spot blog over at thewespot.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey girl, it's me. You're listening to episode number 61, Moms Who Rise. In this episode, I get to chat with Angela Garcia. Angela is the co-founder of the Moms Who Rise Conference, a mom of three boys and a wife. She believes all moms need to tap into their inner little girl and believe in their dreams. She's a firm believer that as a mom, you set the tone of your home. Happy mom, happy home. A huge part of being a happy mom is taking the time to take care of yourself and not put yourself on the back burner. She believes in the power of a positive mom tribe, a tribe that empowers and uplifts one another. She believes that as a mom, we must walk the walk and talk the talk. If our kids don't see us working towards our goals, neither will they. Motherhood is not her excuse, it's her reason why. Angela is an amazing woman with a true heart to uplift women and mothers. If you're a mama, you're definitely going to want to listen to this one. And her next Moms Who Rise conference is coming up in a few short weeks, so you'll want to be sure to check that out. All right, here we go. Here is my interview with Angela. Welcome to this episode of the We Podcast. I'm so excited to have the beautiful and amazing Angela Garcia here with me today. Angela, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm excited. Yay. So Angela is the co-founder of the Moms Who Rise Conference that's going to be coming to Greeley actually October 5th. So not that far away. So we will get to that. We'll chat about it because it's going to be amazing. I will definitely be there. So you are huge with working with moms and encouraging moms and walking alongside them, lifting them up, helping them rise, which is amazing and definitely area where we connect for sure. So we got connected through the online space Mm -hmm. And then found out we live in the same town. Yeah. Yeah. We live actually pretty close to each other. Yeah, like five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cool when that happens. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So why don't we start out with you just kind of telling us a little bit about you. So I was born in Garden City, Kansas, and was brought to Greeley as a newborn. So my parents met here in Greeley, then went to Garden, and we came back. So I've been here in Greeley my whole life. I graduated from Greeley Central, and then I went to UNC. Okay. So I graduated with a Spanish degree in secondary education. So I was a Spanish teacher for about four years, and I really loved that. I love working with people, Mm -hmm. and I loved working at the high school. A little bit more about growing up. So I grew up bilingual. Um, We went to Mexico a lot. My dad is from Chihuahua, Mexico. And so we went back all the time. We would spend the entire summer over there. We went back for Christmas. So I grew up, I'm part of a big family. And that's just, you know, part of our culture, part of that. So that's a little bit about me. I have four younger sisters. So I'm the oldest of five girls. Oh, wow. Yeah. And on my dad's side, I am the oldest of like 
30 some grandkids. So that's a lot on your shoulders when you're coming from a Latino (laughs) family, because everyone is like, you have to do the right thing because everyone is looking up to you. That's a little bit about me. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess I should also share that I met my husband when I was 16. We did not date at the time. We actually didn't start dating until after I came back from Spain because I was studying abroad for the summer. Mm. Everything happened very quickly. We started dating in August, got engaged in December, got married in November. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty fast. Uh He says that he had to ask me to marry him because if not, then I might leave again. (laughs) (laughs) Go back to Spain. Yeah. He's like, she's going to leave. She's not going to come back. Um, So everything was very quick when it comes to that and then we have three boys yes three boys yes awesome so aubrey is thinking about traveling abroad so Mm -hmm. i'm like ooh, what was that experience like did you like it yes i loved it and you know the funny thing was my dad was not open to it he's very strict and i think just me being the oldest was just very protective and I went and I loved it. I actually wish I would have gone for a semester or a year. So I would tell Aubrey and I would say this to every one of my students was you have to have that experience. Hmm. It's a once in like I should say once in a lifetime, but it's an amazing experience and it's cheaper than going on your own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Going through the university. I was in Madrid, Spain, and the dorms where we were at, they were run by nuns. It was a different experience. It was pretty neat. And we got to visit different places. I got to go to Paris. I went to visit my friend in Germany. Mm. Amazing, amazing experience. I would tell her to do it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Go first at least a semester because it was only like a six-week program. It Mm. was not enough time for Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Okay, Aubrey, if you're listening, you heard it. (laughs) Yes, she has to go. It's an amazing, amazing experience. Yeah. At UNC, I actually had an exchange student live with us. So it was more like a mentor for exchange students that were coming to UNC. Mm -hmm. She was coming from Taiwan, and they didn't have a dorm for her. So Mm -hmm. she knew I was going to be her mentor. She reached out. She said, can I live with you? So she lived with us, and it was such an amazing experience. Mm. Like, she would make us her tea. She would make food. She went to Mexico with us. Oh, that's And my cool. dad's from this very small town. Uh-huh. So it was different. It was different for them, and it was different for her. So it was, it was pretty neat. Yeah, that's yeah. really neat. I yeah. love it. I love it. That travel experience, that connection with people from all over the world, I mean, just totally changes your view of everything. Yeah. It's different. And so we take the boys now in December. We've been taking them to see my husband's grandparents because they're still in Mexico and my uncle still lives over there. So they get to go back and see the roots of where we come from. Like that's where my dad was born and the similar, you know how Greeley and Eaton are. Mm-hmm. So probably closer, but very similar like that. My husband's from, for example, Eaton and my dad's from Greeley. So very mm. close. Yeah. And the boys get to see that. And I just can't wait till we start going to different places in Mexico and different areas so that they can have that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's Mm -hmm. so good that you're still so connected. Yeah. Yeah. You were how old when you got married then? 23 or 22. Okay. Yeah. So I still say I was very young. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I would do things differently now. Like probably have more experiences just because my husband and I talk about this all the time. Or maybe we would have waited to have kids. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. let's travel more. But I was young. There's just in our culture, unfortunately, people get married like at 18, 19. And it's okay. And I just wanted something different. I'm the first one to graduate from college. And as of now, I'm the only sister that has had um, has a bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping my sister who's 17 goes to school and, you know, gets her master's if she wants to. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Tell me more about that. Like, what do you mean you would have done things differently? I think I would have taken care of myself and got to know myself a little bit better when you first get married. So I lived at home. I had never lived by myself, Sarah. So never had to share a bathroom with a guy. My parents had their own bathroom, so we never used the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And 
I almost say that it was like a shocking experience when I got married. Yeah. I was moving out of my house. We moved to Pierce. Do you know where Pierce is? It's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's like close to the Wyoming border. Yeah. Yeah. Uh So we moved out to Pierce and I remember like a couple weeks in, I was crying. I was like, okay, this is not what I signed up for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so you have two people who are trying to figure out life together. And I really have learned in the last 11 years, you're constantly changing. Mm-hmm. I was at that time being 23, 22, I can't remember 22 or 23, but I was still so naive about a lot of things. I thought marriage was going to be this amazing fairy tale and I actually wrote a blog about that. I thought it was going to be this amazing fairy tale. My husband was going to want to spend 24 hours Um, with me seven days a week Mm -hmm. and I was going to be his everything right he was so in love with me and it wasn't like that and I think that as I learned like it took me a while but he had to I had to learn and understand that he was an individual and I was an individual Mm -hmm. and so I think that if I would have practiced personal growth and really gotten to accept me for who I was and loved myself first which is the theme for the conference this year I would have probably saved a lot of tears and headaches and arguments that were just now that I look at look back at it, it was like they were so dumb. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. It was a lot of growing up. Yeah. And both of us figuring out how are we gonna make this work. I remember telling my mom, I just wanna go home. Yeah. And she was like, No, we asked you. And you said, I want to get married. I'm in love with him. I want to move. And I was like, yeah, "Yeah, but this isn't home. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So coming from a family where it was like, you'll live here until you get married and not really having the experience of not being with my family, except for when I went to Spain, Mm -hmm. was completely different. Yeah. So I think I might have even had the experience of living by myself Mm -hmm. so that I knew what that felt like instead of going from having my mom who helped me do a lot of things to, oh, now I'm in charge of the house. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I saw this quote yesterday that was like one of the hardest things about being mom is trying to accepting that I have to figure out what's for dinner every night. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you know, I'd call my mom, mom, what are you making for dinner today? I don't know what to make. So, yeah, it's so true. Mm -hmm. That's so funny because I just published an article today. Okay. This morning about it's called where's my fairy tale embracing the reality of marriage oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i wish i really think that before you sit down and get married we got married in the catholic church Mm -hmm. and so we did have to do like some marriage courses before Mm -hmm. but i mean you see these fairy tales everywhere yeah and you really grow up to think that's gonna be my life right and it's not it gets messy it gets hard You know, there's been times and I want to walk out the door. There's been times when he's wanted to. Mm -hmm. And so fighting for that has been, it's been hard. It's not easy. And I did share a little bit about that. We went to a marriage conference last year because I was at a breaking point where I thought maybe separation is the way to go. And I'm not in, you know, in an abusive relationship, but I was just so tired of Mm. being tired, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm going to this conference was eye-opening you know what it is when you're in a place where you can just be real and raw and Mm -hmm. you're sitting in this conference where there's I want to say there might have been about 60 couples and so sitting in there and hearing everyone's story and there was like breakout sessions Mm -hmm. so you have to go and talk about what your expectation is about sex and I would have never had that conversation with my husband Mm -hmm. but being there you did what's your expectation about you know home life and so having that I think was amazing and I think if we were more real and raw like it's not a fairy tale Mm -hmm. people would know what to expect yeah and not call it quits so easily right you know I always say unless you're in an abusive relationship then yes the answer Mm -hmm. would be get out but if it's something that you can work through why not right Mm -hmm. yeah well and I appreciate your vulnerability on Mm -hmm. that I mean My husband and I have gone rounds, and it seems like it's always about the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
But I see it in couples therapy all the time. I'm like, I'm a freaking couples therapist. So I think there's more, like, I feel more pressure. Like, I'm supposed to have the perfect relationship, and I don't. Yeah. I mean, the perfect relationship is completely, it's not real for anyone. And I do think, like, we are so brainwashed when we're so little that we need this prince who's going to be perfect and he's going to give us everything we want and be exactly who we want him to be and then it's like such a freaking harsh reality yeah my (laughs) husband said to me the other day he was sitting at the table and you know we've all gained some weight and he goes man I feel like thank god we're married (laughs) (laughs) is this what you expected and I said, you know, no, I'm not that that's not what I expected. I said, but your image and his image as well as every woman wants their husband to look like the guy on TV. Mm. And I'm like, no, I like you coming home dirty. And, you know, you were working hard all day. Yeah. But just even being able to have open conversations like mm-hmm. that, it took us a long time to get there. Yeah. We couldn't have those before. Yeah. You know, we've been married for 11 years. And I tell him and I did an interview on Monday and we talked about marriage and I was like, I almost felt like he was kind of absent the first five years, maybe Mm. like it was constant arguing and fighting and trying to figure out it wasn't until we like grew up and I accepted like he's an individual. I'm an individual. We don't like the same things. Yeah. And going to this conference was, was huge. I love chocolate and he'll choose something fruity over chocolate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's so many differences yet. We have, so many things that we both like. Yeah. Mm, that's huge. I think the biggest thing that I see is people trying to make the other person exactly like them. And that is such an area of conflict. Mm-hmm. As soon as you can grasp that, like we are different, we're supposed to be different. It's okay. It's good to be different. Mm-hmm. Such a shift really can occur. Uh, it's mm-hmm. even our parenting is so different you know mm-hmm. what that's like it's yeah. different you know I want my boys to come home do their homework eat dinner go and play shower and go to bed mm-hmm. and he's like let them watch movie with me you know let let me hang out with them and the controlling part of me is mm-hmm. like no you cannot do that yeah and this just happened on Monday on Monday evening I told the boys I said okay if you stay up a little bit past your bedtime then I just don't want to hear you struggling tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. And so it's taken me a long time. And I actually have this conversation a lot with my friends. It's we can't expect them to even parent the way we do. They are going to parent differently. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, because even when couples are divorced, I don't like what he does when he's at his mom's. I don't like what he does when he's at his dad's. It's like, but we can't control that. And we're right. all so unique and individual that we can't. You know, he mm-hmm. wrestles with the boys, he he roughhouses with the boys, and he can be a little bit stricter in certain things that I'm not about, mm-hmm. like no elbows on the table. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's not something we should be like lecturing them about. It's different. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time. Yeah. To accept that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm right there with you, girl. <laughs> yeah. Allowing my husband to be himself. It's interesting because when you're dating, you like love everything about them and they're so amazing. You can never like even (laughs) expect a flaw of any kind. And then then you get married and it's like a big old smack in the face. (laughs) That's what my husband said. I remember when we used to argue before, he used to say, but I used to do this before. And I'm like, no, you didn't. He was like, because you didn't see it. Yeah. I'm like, well, now I live with you and I see it and I don't like it. So I think that it's one of those things of that growth part. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe getting married older wouldn't have made the difference. It just took a long time. Mm -hmm. And I wish we would all be more real and raw about that truth. Yeah, so huge. Mm -hmm. That communication and vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it makes the difference. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I think Really, even to go as far as saying whether or not couples stay together mm-hmm. is dependent on the ability to lean in and be vulnerable and connect with each other. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's huge. You know, yesterday I texted my husband. I said, I miss you. And he was like, what do you mean? But it was just like the last couple of days had been 
I was really tired getting stuff done. We're leaving camping tomorrow. And we hadn't had the time to connect. Mm-hmm. And my love language is time. Mm. I can accept that now. I understand that. Instead of crying and wondering why he doesn't love me. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. knowing like that's my love language. And I like spending time together mm-hmm. because it's it's a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. And so it was uh, him saying that. And I think then he remembered like, oh, I know why she's saying that. Because mm. he's like, I miss you too. And so we sat down and we talked and it was like, I got that time to mm-hmm. myself and yeah. I needed that. Yeah. But before, I think eight years ago, I would have been bawling and crying like, mommy doesn't love me. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. My husband's love language is time. Really? Too. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's yeah. your love language? Acts of service and Uh, words of affirmation are like very high up there. Okay. And my husband is working really hard at communicating. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. The words of affirmation is a hard, it's a hard one. Yeah. And I would go to those places and I still do sometimes like get caught in that like, well, he doesn't tell me I'm pretty or Mm -hmm. he doesn't tell me he loves me or he doesn't tell me how much he appreciates me. This relationship is (laughs) shit. (laughs) It's true, though. Mm -hmm. There's so and I think that's really important when we know the difference. We have to know that, you know, my husband is touch and acts of service. Mm -hmm. And so as much as it drives me crazy to go to he owns a diesel mechanic shop here in town and there's times that I just don't want to go to the shop. There's a million things I could be doing. And sometimes it's hard to find a sitter for mm-hmm. my two year old. But I also know how important it is for him for me to go. Mm-hmm. So even if I go and I'm there for an hour and then we go have lunch together, I get time mm-hmm. and he gets to see me there. Before I felt like he just wants me there. So is it a control thing? He's trying to control me. But I had him take the test and mm-hmm. I was like, ah. This makes sense. This is why your attitude changes when I'm there. I really think that that's a huge piece of kind of understanding and knowing our personalities are Mm -hmm. different, what we want, and we're individuals. Mm -hmm. I can't make you you, make you me, and I can't make me you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for our listeners, if you aren't aware of the five love languages, it's a pretty amazing It's a book, actually, but you can take the test for free online and find out what your love language is. And it's hugely important to know and understand. When I had my husband take the test, I never in a bazillion years would have guessed that he was quality time. Ever. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Uh When I took it, I knew what I was, but I, I didn't know what my husband was. Yeah. Yeah. Totally shocked me. They even do it for kids now. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't done it for my kids. I did this parenting course, and so I know, like, their personality type. I did it for a parenting course where I'm an SJ. My oldest is an SJ, and my two youngest are SPs. I just know that my two youngest, if I tell them, make your bed, Mm -hmm. they're going to not really make their bed, but if I make it a race, like... If I get my bed done faster than you do, then I'm the winner. So it has mm-hmm. to be more fun. Yeah. Then they're going to quickly make their bed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my oldest is more like me. Like, okay, I'll get up. I'll make my bed because that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's really, we're really just black and white. Yeah. And my two youngest, there's a lot of gray in between. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good to know those differences in yeah. personality, though, mm-hmm. too, because then I think it helps you to not take things personally. Yeah. It helps you to have more empathy, more grace. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Knowledge is power for sure. And knowing more about the people you love and mm-hmm. you spend the most time with. <laughs> <laughs> because we do spend a lot of time together. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a game changer, really. So let's dive in. I want to talk more about what's kind of brought you to this place right now with doing the conferences and and doing the work that you're doing with moms. I know you have a story about what's kind of brought you here. And so I would love for our listeners to be able to hear that. So as I had mentioned earlier, I was a Spanish teacher. When I got pregnant with my third son, my husband and I were talking and we were looking at different areas of or different scenarios. What if? 
my two oldest when I worked, my mom or my mother-in-law babysat them. And that was the one thing that we both knew for sure was we only wanted our parents to babysit. Another thing was I did not want to be a stay-at-home mom. So when I got pregnant with my third, my mom at the time couldn't babysit and my mother-in-law couldn't. So I said, I'm going to break the rule. Mm -hmm. He's going to go to daycare. Well, I called daycare and I was like, how can people afford this? Mm -hmm. You know, and I carried insurance for us when I was teaching. It was cheaper for me, even though insurance is super expensive. It was cheaper for me to carry insurance. So I'll be real. I was bringing home like $1,700 a month Mm -hmm. in daycare. I think I was going to be like in the negatives or a couple like I was going to be making a couple hundred, you know, after my paycheck. Yeah. So my husband said, I think you should come home. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm not coming home. That's not an option. I don't care if I'm not making any money. I want to be outside of the home. And he kept bringing it up, bringing it up. I was sick to my stomach. I cried and cried and cried and was like hoping, you know, a million dollars was going to (laughs) come fall over me. And I was going to be like, daycare's covered. Yeah. And that didn't happen. So I remember having to tell my boss, you know, I'm going to quit. I'm pregnant. And I was having issues as well. Like my blood pressure was high. I had just had a miscarriage Mm. about a year and a half before. Mm. So just even to take care of my health. Mm-hmm. but I was still against it. You know, I was superwoman. I could figure this out. Even yeah. if I that meant sitting down while I was teaching, told him I have to quit. I'm going to come home. And I was bawling. And he's like, is this a decision that you're making? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, yes, I have to. It's the best decision for my family. For me to come home at the time, my boys were going to afford going to be going to school four days a week. And our schedules were going to be opposite anyways. They were school district here and I was working out in Gilcrest Mm. so our schedules were opposite so I told him I said I'm gonna have to quit I quit and that was miserable for me there's a lot of women that dream about raising their kids and being stay-at-home moms and that would be the perfect life that was not my truth Mm -hmm. and I'll be honest Sarah it took me a long time to be able to say I hated being a stay-at-home mom Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I was scared I was going to be looked at like I was a bad mom. Mm -hmm. You don't love your kids. How do you not want that life? Mm -hmm. And I just always knew there was something more. And in that time, I remember once I posted an amazing post about I get to be a stay-at-home mom and I get to pack them lunch and our mornings are perfect. And I think that was the only one, like the only day I felt like that because Mm -hmm. every other day I was like, oh, here's the same thing over and over. I don't like this. Mm -hmm. I want to get out of the house. I need something for me. Yeah. And so I felt like I started getting resentful towards my husband. Like, well, you got to go to work. Mm -hmm. You got to have conversations with adult people. Right. And I started to get cranky towards my kids. I was snapping easier. I didn't want to hear the TV. I just wanted them to do homework. I was waiting for bedtime. Mm -hmm. I was so stressed and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And I was not happy. And saying I was not happy took me a long time to admit. Mm. Even after we started Moms Who Rise. Mm. So we come together, Mariah, who's the co-founder. We had said, let's have dinner. Never happened. And this wasn't the first time that we said, let's have dinner. Mm -hmm. It was always like, let's, you know, you say, let's get together. And it never happens. Mm -hmm. I ended up inviting her over. We started talking and it was like, there are more women that have to feel the same way. Mm -hmm. We're not the only ones. Her story is different. And I just didn't want to be the stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. So this was going to give me something to do. We were going to have mom socials. We were going to get together. We originally were calling a mom's time out. And mm-hmm. it was something exciting. Like, we're going to have mom's time out. We're going to go watch the movie, go to a movie theater. Mm-hmm. I was super excited about that. I was like the high school girl that was asking my dad for permission to go out. And he said, yes. <laughs> I was like, do I have a curfew? <laughs> and then it was like, what can we do that's more inspirational? What can we do for moms? Which led to the Moms Who Rise conference. And it was, what can we do? To be able to bring women together. 
And obviously we focus on moms because we're moms and we can share our story and where we were when this all happened. Mm -hmm. And that was for me. I did not like being a stay at home mom. I, you know what I felt like? I felt like I didn't have a title. I'm a people person. So I love Uh to be around people. Mm -hmm. I love to be. And so that was my title. Yeah. You know, I was a teacher and in my family, it was like a badge of honor. You know, my dad Mm. was like, he was a migrant from Mexico, didn't have an education. My mom didn't get her high school diploma. Mm. So having the daughter who had gotten her degree and was a teacher was huge. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I think a part of me even thought like I failed. Mm. Like I was, who was I now? I was just a mom. Mm. And I know that sounds horrible, but that's, that's my truth. Mm -hmm. And that's how this all started. It was like born out of this, what I called my mom funk. Mm -hmm. And really after I started doing this and taking care of me, I started to notice a huge change at home Mm -hmm. and even between in our marriage in the way I mothered my kids and everything Mm -hmm. because I was excited I had something to do Mm -hmm. yeah so definitely there was a journey there yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting I could never be a stay-at-home mom either that's why I like you Sarah (laughs) (laughs) we can bond over this for sure yeah But I remember feeling so guilty and so shameful about that for Mm -hmm. a long time. Like, but what do you mean you're not content with this? Like, aren't your kids enough? You know, all of these thoughts that go through your head. What do you mean they irritate the heck out of you? (laughs) I'm like, no, they're really annoying. (laughs) (laughs) If I hear the same story (laughs) one more time, I'm going to freak out. Yeah, I completely understand that and I think it's something that needs to be more of a conversation because I totally agree with you I think way more moms feel that way yeah even moms who choose to be a stay-at-home mom I think it's hard for them sometimes to admit like this isn't all it's cracked up to be or this is really hard or you know I don't love it every day it's not sunshine and rainbows Mm -hmm. like the dialogue just to be open about that and be able to have conversations about it is so huge. It is. And I shared that part of my story last year at the conference and I was sick to my stomach. I'm about to stand up in front of all these moms and share. I hate being a stay at home mom. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And I went back and forth with sharing that because I was scared. Yeah. But I'm glad I did because it's my truth and it's who I am and Mm -hmm. I have to be doing something. I have to have a project that's mine and aside from my kids and my husband Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. saying that out loud before I was super embarrassed. It was that guilt. Yeah. How am I going to say that? How Mm -hmm. many women wish they could be a stay at home mom? That huge fear of judgment. Yes. Yes. Huge. Yeah. Somebody's going to say, how could you? Yeah. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But then it's like this whole judging thing. Like we judge moms who work all the time. Mm -hmm. We judge moms who stay at home. You know, Mm -hmm. we judge moms who yell. It's like, you know, sometimes I have that mom voice Mm -hmm. and there's times I yell. I've gotten better about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, choose your battles. How can you talk to them for them to understand what you're asking for Mm -hmm. without raising your voice? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so we judge moms who have one kid, who have six, who whatever, who breastfeed, who don't Don't breastfeed, breastfeed. yeah, buy organic, who don't buy organic. It's never ending. And I really believe when we talked about this conference, it was like, we don't want it to be cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. We want you to come being who you are and let's agree to disagree mm-hmm. and let's just help each other out yeah and let's just be each other's cheerleader like are you struggling with your kid who can't latch on mm-hmm. this is what I did mm-hmm. are you struggling you know with your teenager who is talking back this is what I did mm-hmm. or I know somebody who d- went through the same thing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think if we become connectors yeah. that really really helps and I love connecting people yeah the resources mm-hmm. and totally mm-hmm. yeah because I think we instead of looking at all of our differences and s- instead of saying oh I get you yeah you haven't slept for years neither right. have I yeah you know yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's really the creation of the village, of the tribe, you know, of that support network that is so, so important Mm -hmm. that that group of women that you know you can go to and you can be real and that that's a safe place to do it. Because unfortunately, in our world, I don't think enough safe places exist right Mm now. There's a couple women who became friends through me and now they have a business together Mm. and so it's awesome to just see the relationships that are being built you know we have a girl who she she was part of our mom panel last year and she's coming this year and she's bringing a group of women with her she's going to fly in and so it's just exciting to see us coming together Mm -hmm. and understanding each other some moms really thrive in being a stay-at-home mom some moms really thrive in having a business like that is you know they're very very good at that yeah some are really amazing volunteers Mm -hmm. I sign myself up and sometimes I'm like why did I do that (laughs) (laughs) you know why did I say yes (laughs) why did I say I'd go do Monday (laughs) folders but we're all so different Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so true and being able to embrace all of those differences and love on each other regardless of you know, that we do things differently or see things differently is mm-hmm. huge because they're all hard. They're all hard in their own way. Yeah. And they're all amazing in their own way, too. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I have met women that I know are very good, like at meal planning. They're very good. I'm like horrible at picking fruit and stuff like that. I'm horrible at knowing you know, I'll call and say, how do I clean this glass window or yeah. what, or the shower thing? So I've built that where I can call and ask, you know, hey, or what oil, the oils, you know, the, yeah, yeah. what oils do you use to lower a fever? Because I don't want to give them Tylenol, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it's just learning and saying, OK, you do things differently. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, being open to it and accepting it is awesome. Yeah. And being able to say that doesn't fit for me, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We can still be friends. We can still hang out. We Mm -hmm. can, yeah, we can still be a support to each other. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's where it comes. Just agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. We're different Mm -hmm. and that's beautiful. Yeah. Could you imagine if we were all the same? Yeah, that'd be terrible. That would be, it would be (laughs) super boring. It really would. (laughs) It would be super boring. I just love creating that. I love creating that environment Mm -hmm. yeah so I love your ability to be vulnerable and to Mm -hmm. go to that space because a lot of people they're not Mm -hmm. they either haven't been taught to or they're afraid I mean fear is a huge huge one but I really truly believe the more people that are standing up and being vulnerable and creating things like this the more it's going to change our our world Mm -hmm. on such a bigger level that this is the new norm. Yes. Not the hiding, not the playing small, not the being quiet, the shame, the guilt, but the new norm is being real. Yeah. And saying where you're really at and saying those hard things that you're afraid people are going to judge you for. And I think once you're open, people respect you more. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they get to see that, like, wow, you're human, you're real, you know, you're not always posting the picture perfect. I posted this picture a couple of days ago, and I'm playing with my son, and my couch is ripped. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I should post it. I'm like, I'm going to post it. Yeah. The couch is ripped. I have three boys. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they think our couches are the wrestling you know (laughs) I'm like they watch Wrestlemania a little too much Uh, I said but it's real Mm -hmm. sometimes my kitchen is messy Mm -hmm. you know and I think that if we would just say yes and I'm gonna be real I'm gonna share my marriage is one thing that I have shared publicly Mm -hmm. I've done it live about it I've shared posts about it because I feel like this is important. Mm-hmm. We have to share this. Yeah. You know, and I go back to that building that community where we can grow together, rise up together and accept that we're different. Mhm. is amazing. Mhm. Huge. It is amazing. Mhm. Mhm. 
you're creating ripples, my friend. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I think my mom, she sacrificed so much. My mom was 15 when she got married. Wow. She was 15 and my parents were young. They did things that they felt were right. You know, she sacrificed a lot. But I do know that if my mom would have done things a little different, I would have had a more present mom. I would have had a mom that was able to be there and have conversations with me, mm-hmm. you know, about things. We never even knew about our periods. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yep. So having that, having that community. And I always saw my mom by herself. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't really have friends. It was just always about us. We were her world. She had quit working. I was in middle school, I believe, when she quit working. So she quit working and she came home. I look back at it now and I'm like, that was such a huge sacrifice mm-hmm. because she never left the house. She was always there. We were the center of her world. And I don't think that that's healthy either. Mm-hmm. Our kids do not need to be the center of our world. Right. Yes. Because then they go to college and then Mm -hmm. they, you know. Yeah, it's so true. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you said something earlier about control. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what happens when we make them the center of our world or when we live in the fairy tale. Control becomes such a main issue in our lives, trying to control our kids to Mm -hmm. be what we want them to be or trying to control our husbands so he doesn't say stuff that's inappropriate in public. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because then they repeat everything. Our kids repeat what you say. (laughs) Or people are going to be like, what the heck? What did he just say? (laughs) (laughs) I have no no experience with that whatsoever. I can tell. But, yeah, we get to this place of of wanting to control and Mm -hmm. that carries so much anxiety and then depression and so much comes with that. And that's what I've had to learn so much is letting go. Mm -hmm. I can't have control of this. I can't have control of that. And it's hard for somebody Mm -hmm. like with my personality who is very, I want this to happen. I want it to be this way Mm -hmm. to say this isn't how it's going to happen. And accepting that my boys are not the same. I cannot expect them to be like me. Mm. I cannot expect all three of them to be the same. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Yeah. And that comes back to sharing that with people. Like this is what I've experienced. This is what I've gone through. And my anxiety was through the roof. I would shake. I felt like I was going to pass out Mm -hmm. because I didn't know how to let go yeah I didn't know and finally coming to terms and saying okay I can let go of this I don't have to control this situation it is what it is is even in the middle of like a crazy storm when we lived in Pierce I remember seeing a funnel on the top Mm. and I was like no this funnel is gonna move like that's how (laughs) stubborn and controlling I was like this is not gonna stay over my house yeah but learning to be like okay I have no control of the situation, Mm -hmm. but what can I learn from this Mm -hmm. has been my mindset. Mm -hmm. What can I learn about this? Yeah. You know, yes. What is my lesson? What is today's lesson? Mm. I love that. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be positive. Yeah. You know, right. I believe in like practicing gratitude. I believe in being positive, but I also know that that's not reality. Mm -hmm. And so when I have a rough day, I'm like, okay, what's today's lesson? Well, stop being a control freak, Angela. That's today's lesson, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes the lesson is slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, we also live in a society where I think everything is hustle. Mm. Oh, I hate that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just yeah. say it. Yeah. The whole hustle grind thing. Yeah. Oh. It's like mm-hmm. you, you know, if you're not making this much money, if you're not doing this and it's like, no, that's not what it's about. Right. Because we, it comes back to, I, like you said, it's the ripple effect. We got to walk the walk and talk the talk because our kids are going to follow that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they will become that. And I always tell my boys, like, stick up for what you believe. You know what's right and what's wrong. Mm -hmm. And what's right in their eyes may not be the same thing that it is in my eyes. Mm, But I always want them to know that they're an individual Mm -hmm. and they have to stick up for that and know that it's not about, you know, 
mom, when I grow up, I'm going to have a mansion and I'm going to have this many cars. I'm like, yeah, that's what you think now. But as you grow up, I hope that they understand that it's, it's not about that. It's not about the hustle. It's mm. about becoming aligned with what you want and how you want to feel. Right. Because that's taken a long time mm. for me to understand. Mm-hmm. I want to feel peace and calmness. I want to be present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be lost on my phone or trying to juggle everything. I hate right. when, you know, those memes that you see where the mom has like a, a hundred hands. Uh-huh. I'm like, why do we always have to make motherhood look so exhausting? Yeah. Well, we make it exhausting. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes. yes. Like, mm-hmm. what are you passionate? If you're not really good at cooking and your husband is like, ask him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Can you yeah. cook a couple times a week? <laughs> that just happened in our house recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we don't ask for help. Yeah. The days of us being like martyrs mm-hmm. and complete self-sacrificers are hopefully ending. I hope so. Yeah. Because that is not <laughs> the way to live. I know. I just, I go back to that and I'm like, this is, this was exhausting. What was I thinking? Yeah. Oh. Why did I think I could juggle a two-year-old and a newborn after my second C-section, not ask for help, Mm -hmm. um, still, you know, pack my husband lunch and make dinner while I was on maternity leave. Why did I think that was okay? Yeah. Now I will ask everyone and anyone for help. Can you watch my kid for a couple hours? (laughs) (laughs) Can you come help me clean? Uh You know? Yeah. I'll even ask my mom, mom, can you make, she makes these amazing enchiladas. And I'm like, mom, will you make enchiladas for me? Mm -hmm. Like, because it just... We have to ask for help. Yeah. We can't be superhuman or we will be exhausted and pouring Miserable. from an empty cup. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. It's a movement, hopefully, mm-hmm. that women are waking up and understanding that it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so many women are unhappy and, yeah, something. Tired, overwhelmed, Ugh. stressed. Yes. So this amazing conference is what I'm sure so many women are needing to really open this conversation and that's the biggest thing too and I find it in therapy all the time that you know you have these feelings or these thoughts and then you feel like I'm the only one that feels this way yeah that's when it turns into you know these different disorders and all of that it's because you think there's something seriously wrong with you yeah but the reality is is if we can just have the conversation and hear other women's stories that's what this whole podcast was really founded mm-hmm. on then we realize oh I'm not the only one. Yeah. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little, but not fully. <laughs> it's yeah. manageable. Yeah. <laughs> it's so empowering. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And our theme this year is first love yourself. And I know it was a lesson for both of us. If we didn't love ourselves first, we could not love our kids. Somebody said that to me. I think it was at a conference. And a gal was speaking about if you cannot love yourself fully, Mm -hmm. right? And I've always said through this journey, I've learned to love myself through the good, the bad, and the ugly because we all have it, right? Mm -hmm. We have good things, bad things, and we have ugly things about ourselves. Yeah. And I'm not talking physical. I'm talking it's just in every sense. Like I can be a person who holds grudges, you know, and Mm -hmm. I know that. Mm -hmm. But what I've learned is if I can love and accept myself for that, I'm not perfect, Mm-hmm. And I can take care of me and know that that's just a part of who I am. I'm a work in progress. Then everything is going to be okay. I have to love myself so that I can openly love my kids, openly love my husband. Mm-hmm. And I know that when I started to take care of me first and loving myself first, mm-hmm. I was able to accept that I could not control, mm-hmm. accept that I couldn't make my husband who I wanted him to be, mm-hmm. make my kids in who I wanted them to be. That's awesome. Totally agree. Powerful, really. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a concept that so many women need to get to grasp, to understand. And and that's where the change really starts, Mm -hmm. I think. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, taking responsibility for ourselves. Oh, that's a game changer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I remember accepting that I was... 
very controlling, that I held grudges, Mm -hmm. that I was angry for a lot of things that had to do with my childhood. Mm -hmm. And a coach that I was working with, she said, Angela, you're not angry, you're grieving. And I said, what? That person hasn't passed away. And she said, no, you're grieving and it's okay. This is what the image was and that's not what happened. This is what the out, this is what you thought it would be. So you're going through a grief Mm -hmm. and it took me a long time to accept that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I did because mm-hmm. it was like opening things up. Yeah. Like, okay, this is what I'm going through. This is why I feel like this. And I think if we really go back to reflecting, going back into our childhood and looking at things that have happened, it's an eye opener. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is why I make this decision. Right. Because yeah. this is what I saw or this is what I'm protecting myself mm-hmm. from. Totally. Yeah. Yep. So it just comes with, I always say that, like loving yourself through the good, the bad, and the ugly. I love it. (laughs) It's like the vows, you know, you have to make that when you're getting married. I'm (laughs) like, but those should be the vows to ourselves. Yeah. Because we're so hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can point out every reason why we don't like ourselves instead of just saying, okay, I accept it. Yes. If I want to change, this is what I should work towards. Yeah. Yes. One of my favorite sayings or quotes is you have to learn to love who you already are before you can become who you want to be. Yes. And 1000 bazillion percent true. Like we have to learn to love ourselves with the flaws, with things we don't like, with everything Mm -hmm. before we can actually grow and make changes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's it's hard. A coach I was working with, she's asked me to look in the mirror and say I love you to myself Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm not doing that (laughs) (laughs) and it was an experience I don't know how many times I said it before I broke down crying until I actually felt Mm -hmm. what I was saying to myself Mm -hmm. because you can look in the mirror and say I love you yeah you know what I mean Uh but you have to really feel it yeah and so it took a long time. I said it, I don't know how many times, over and over until I really, truly believed that I loved myself and that I could accept who I was mm-hmm. at the time and even now mm-hmm. through the growing. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's huge. So huge. When we can really say, I love you and mean it and say it to ourselves. Yeah. I love that. It is so huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are... Our own worst critic we most are. of the time. And I see all the time people trying to beat themselves into growth Yeah, by being terrible to themselves, talking badly. What's wrong with you? Why can't you grow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. Yeah, I think there's a healing process you have to go through mm-hmm. and then acceptance and then yeah. moving forward and totally. making decisions. It's good. Yeah. Well, this might be a good time then for me to ask you my question. (laughs) We're leaning right into it. So what do you feel of everything we've talked about, of all of your experiences up until this point? What do you feel has been the most vital to your growth? Loving and accepting myself first. I think that's the hugest thing because if I can't accept who I am, and I can't love myself where I'm currently at in my life. I can't do that for others. And I truly believe we're transparent and people can read us and they know. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you going to tell me to love myself and you don't love yourself? Yeah. You know, right. I mean, I'm not going to say that there isn't times that I'm like, I wanted to wear a skirt today. I was like, oh, I'm going to wear a skirt today. <laughs> and I did it because I was so like, oh, I don't know how to get in my car with the skirt. And mm. so I have to remind myself, like, don't push yourself to it. Like, you'll wear it when you want to wear it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw some jeans on. But really just, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm just saying, like, I do love and accept myself for who I am. I'm just who I am. Mm-hmm. Perfectly imperfect. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two is what do you want to make sure people know? Take care of yourself first. Really take the time to get to know who you are. Sometimes we lose that. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a mom to lose that. Yeah. You know, I there's times that I say I feel like I lost 
who I was a long time ago because I worked so hard to please everyone else. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, mm-hmm. so get to know who you are. Yeah. So that you're able to love and accept you, even if that's journals, journaling, mm-hmm. if it's walking, yeah. if it's going to conferences or going to women meetups and saying, okay, let me, is this my vibe? Maybe this isn't, Mm -hmm. you know, where do I need to surround myself by? Because I think that that's really, really important. Yeah. It's something that I fought hard for Mm -hmm. or fought against. I want to say for a very, very long time. What do you mean? I'm sure my favorite color is purple. I've said that since I was a little girl, right? but I don't, I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. Loving yourself and getting to know who you are at your core. doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how old you are. Yeah, because I think that that's very important. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's asking yourself your favorite color is a good way to start. (laughs) Because a lot of women don't even know what their favorite colors are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because my oldest son, it's almost like he chose everyone's favorite color. Mm. So his favorite color was red and his dad's was red and mine was purple because I had said purple. And when his little brother was born, my second son, he said, Mom, his favorite color is blue. And I think he like had my second son believing his favorite color was blue (laughs) for a very long time. And now they choose the baby's favorite color is orange. It is. It's hard. Mm -hmm. I hate, you know, before I used to hate when people said, what do you like to do? And I used to say, watch my kids play sports. Mm. And somebody said, no. What do you like to yeah. do? Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, wow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know what I do for myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And so it took off a very long time. Now I can say, moms who rise. That's what I do. That's my thing. I mm-hmm. love it. I love mm-hmm. meeting up with women. I love talking with women. I love connecting people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my answer would have been, I love to watch my kids play sports. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I was told, quit hiding behind your kids. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a powerful one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So give people a little rundown about the conference coming up in October, where they can go to get tickets, all of that. I will have links in the okay. show notes, too, but just for people to know what to expect. And then, you know, if you're listening to this, this is 2019. So <laughs> in 2000, who knows, whatever. 25 i'm sure there will be a new conference you can look up moms who rise (laughs) yes um so the conference is on saturday october 5th here in greeley colorado this year we're hosting it here at ames community college in the cornerstone building so we're super excited to be able to host it there at ames you can search for us on eventbrite and i'll send you the eventbrite link or Mm -hmm. if you search on facebook you can do that as well. And Mm -hmm. we have the Eventbrite link connected there. We have some amazing speakers. And I feel like I've met a lot of people who have never been to a conference. Mm. And so what I'm telling people is the only thing you have to do is show up. Mm -hmm. Just buy your ticket, show up, and go from there. There's no expectation. We're Mm. not expecting you to walk in. And we just ask you to go in and be there. Mm take the time for you mm-hmm. yeah you know what that's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the hardest part it I think is. is showing up yeah and then when people do it they're like oh I'm so glad yeah. I'm go so by glad yourself yeah you know I I went by myself to a networking event and again I would have never done that mm-hmm. yeah so go by yourself don't you will find somewhere to sit yes we get scared of that mm-hmm. you know who am I gonna sit it's almost like when you're at in elementary school the first day with your lunch tray right you don't know where to sit but I feel like when you're in a group and there's a whole bunch of women together we are so much nicer to each other than we think we will be (laughs) it's true yeah so those are the two places where you can buy the tickets awesome Mm -hmm. and connect with you on your Facebook page yeah on my Facebook so on my personal page okay it's public you can send me a message and I have Instagram your host at Angela Garcia Okay. Um, they can find me on Instagram or send me an email at Angela at MomsWhoRise.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go and be a part of this amazing event. I know that it's going to be totally awesome. And I can't wait to go and talk to all these amazing ladies and hear the speakers. And 
Yeah. So I'm excited. And yeah. thank you so much for having me today. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not too scary, huh? No, I was kind of <laughs> nervous. I'm like, I've never been on a podcast before. <laughs> well, you did awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thank you. All right, my friends, what an awesome interview. We absolutely believe in the power of our stories, and we are so very grateful to our guests who have the courage to speak their truth and share their heart, experiences, and light with all of us. If you want more of the WE podcast, make sure you head over to thewespot.com where you can find all of our episodes as well as the WE Spot blog. The We Spot is your go-to spot for growth, connection, authenticity, and encouragement. You can also find us on social media. Head over to the We Spot Facebook and Instagram pages and get plugged in. You can also find me, Sarah Menares, on my personal Facebook and Instagram pages as well. If you love the WE podcast, we would be thrilled for you to rate the podcast and write us a review. We want as many people as possible to be lifted up in growth and get connected with our community. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes dropping every single week. We can't wait to see you over on social media. Thank you for being here today. It means a lot to us. Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.